Hello? One? Two? Is this thing on? Great. What's up? I'm Powerfuse, a retired goblin sapper in Warcraft Arclight Rumble. Someone paid me to tell you about this channel, Arclight Insights, and I never say no to money. These guys have podcasts, guides, interviews, PvP tournaments, you name it. <laughs> You've got what you need here. All those marvelous creations are engineered by the folks at the explosive Prisoners of War Guild. So, if you like their mumbo jumbo, subscribe to the channel. <laughs> I did. I might even like it. Well, gotta go. Time is money, friend. Keep it real. What's up, everybody? It's Genesel from Twitch here, and I listen to the Arclight Insights podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Welcome to this special episode. That's an interview with Genocell, a famous streamer for the game, and also happy to let you know that also a member of the Prisoners of War. Joining Gino today, we have the pleasure to have Gora and also Chubb. Just for our viewers that are not aware of it, Gino is probably the busiest or up there in terms of streaming content for the game at this early stage. He is quite advanced in the game. Gino, how many skulls you have at the moment in the game? Finally, 65. Finally. It was only 60. yesterday that I got to 65. Brilliant. So as you can see, he's been really grinding. It's someone that knows what he's talking about throughout the interview. I will let Chubb come in. How are you doing, Chubb? I'm doing fine. It was uh, a pleasure to watch uh, Dino stream the last bit of the campaign. So it's also finally good to have him here to talk about it. Yeah, man. And yeah, Gora, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing good. Thanks for asking, Chubb. Hi, Spanner, and welcome, Gino. Great to catch up with you finally. Yeah, I know. Finally, man. I've been watching some of your streams when I get a chance to. And yeah, yeah, it's really good to see someone else. It's like someone playing war and streaming it regularly, you know, even yeah. in this early stage of the game. That's right. There's been a few streamers that have come on during the early stages like me, but it, it looked like they just sort of gave up. I can understand that they have other games to play and there's no sponsorships right now for Warcraft Arclight for sure. I feel like it's more like um, it's, it's a difficult thing. I already knew that the sweet spot was going to be level 30, or, or skull level 30. And I knew that so many players would just drop off there because of when I was streaming, you, you can see it. Like that was the first time when we had to actually grind for one full day for XP. And as soon as I knew we got to that stage, people will find that unappealing, especially when you have to get your EXP through technically PVP, you know? So it's ah it, it's tough it, it's it's not a, it's not an easy game at all it's definitely a hard game like they are true to their word when they said it's uh <laughs> it's going to be a challenging time <laughs> for everyone so Gina, that's the perfect segue for a question we had prepared for you so what is the motivation that you have to keep you grinding when so many people well not that many but some people already gave up or just paused it for the time being well i so i'm like 33 years old um so born in 89 so during that time me and my brother had the old school nes and super nintendo in 64 going through all that there are so many games that I'll, that i played that i knew that was bad 
but I had to beat them. Like Bubsy was one of them, which was a real annoying game. Bubsy. It was one of the most. Oh yeah, that's Bubsy a throwback. Oh, dude, like, I still consider it one of the most annoying games to play still. And I still punish myself every one, uh, now and then and just play it just to remind myself that every other game is not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's, oh, man, like, the old school Castlevania on NES. Then there was, like, Killer Instinct on the hardest difficulty. Like, I've beaten it, like, heaps of times now. But Killer Instinct fighting um, Idol the final boss on the hardest difficulty I, I would probably go through like a hundred attempts and spend three hours trying to beat him and then i end up just cheesing him with uh uh orchid orchard orchid however people want to uh, say it but yeah like i just there, there was nothing else to do back then like our internet in australia was pretty trash too so we couldn't really just jump online with like the first time i played any online multiplayer game i would say was when i had 56.6k internet which was trash so I just stuck to single player games and just played it there. That's the only thing I had. So I had to play it. <laughs> Whether it was good or bad. Yeah, Gorny was saying the other time, you guys are still a little bit behind, uh, you know, certainly with the internet compared to oh, some yeah, other... <laughs> yeah, we oh, won't yeah. talk about that. Still, it's, it's very bad. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's just glutton for punishment. Like, I, I can handle it. I can handle punishing myself for three of like what was the biggest one like the devil sort boss that was like what 11 hours straight woo <laughs> like that was 11 hours straight right but you know what's funny that doesn't sound as crazy compared to people wiping in world of warcraft for a week straight you know what i mean like people right. they, they do it as well four hours a night it's the same outcome they're not going to advance the gear day by day <laughs> Maybe maybe a tiny bit of stats, but it makes you know tiny bits of difference here and there. But it's it's the same thing. It's just you got to make sure your strategy's there, or else how can people beat MC like at level fifty eight, right? Like you remember that guild, like the world's first for classic. They just walked right in at level fifty eight or something like that, or fifty. For some yeah, of them were like I remember that one. The, yeah, they literally just They're walked all in. Sort with, of in the high, very high fifties and a few sixties, yeah, I think barely any gear i think their tank was the only one that was geared like semi-geared and the rest were just trash and they all just they they couldn't mess up at all they had to just be perfect going in and they were and they absolutely destroyed it in one day this is, this is oh. the same process here if you look at like the well first race in raiding in world of warcraft what was it they played 16 hours a day for a week two weeks this time or more mm -hmm. yeah like that's insane this, that makes this game look like casual. It's saying, yeah, exactly. Like they have mythic dungeon tournaments, a PVE tournament. Like, come on, <laughs> glutton for punishment. That's that's all it is. But is that something we want, though? Personally, I would want that. I would say that some people definitely. So the best thing about this game is that you don't have to rush this game. Like, don't if you're not patient enough. Like, if you're going to try and race for world first 65, then sure, most likely people will be buying the the bundles and make sure they get the boost and stuff like that. But we all know that as soon as we get to Oni, then whoever's going to take world first Oni, it, you could be level 30. You can have level 30 and 31 units and you still might not be able to beat Oni because no one really knows yet. So it could be just better to take your time and then watch other people's strategies and watch them mess up a million times and then figure out that, oh, this unit would have been better. And now they have to level that one unit all the way to like 30. 
<laughs> which would take a million years. <laughs> do you play outside your stream? I do. At every see, this is the sad part. This is for me. This is what Warcraft Arclight Rumble has taken up nearly every hour of my day, like every day for the last two months. Um, which is technically also a good thing. I actually didn't think that. Like initially, I thought, oh, this is just gonna be like Clash Royale, and I'll probably play like two or three matches every now and then, um, and come back and see what's going on. But this immediately hooked me in because it definitely reminded me a lot of some of the Warcraft Three custom games. Uh, some of your latest streams, Gino, like you've been really like a, the Ren fight, like that was just crazy how dedicated and like you basically it was like you were smashing your head against the rend wolf for like days yeah it was two weeks it was two weeks like especially when people gave me the heads up saying that rend was the hardest one so what so what did i do i fought the hardest one i could have went to drac and made it easier for myself but i didn't and we we all saw what happened to drac drac died in like what like in, in an hour and a half like when uh, i actually attempted him you beat him real quick <laughs> Yeah, it was very quick. And you look at Red, it took two weeks to make sure to get it right. And everyone came to the stream with their own strategies, with their own theories. But as much as they would like to theorize, they're the ones not play physically playing it. It's hard to... I'm looking at one thing while may maybe other players that are watching... Oh, other people watching the stream are looking at different parts of my screen. They're, they're noticing things that I'm not noticing. Which is like a collaborative um, gameplay, right? Like, it it's a it's a... It's a great way to learn more if someone spots out something that you're doing wrong or of what they've noticed and then you work as a team to get through rend. But the funniest thing is is that the rend fight is a it's a it's a one of a kind fight in the entire game. But there are elements of three bosses put together in that fight and the surprise attack from rend himself when he finally hops off the drake. And that's another thing. It takes all of these bosses that were hard from certain fights through the game and it really tests you because then when you think about it you finally beat rend and then there's onyxia and then you're sitting there going oh god what's next oh god i have to fight oni and now after now this two weeks of me grinding rend is now going to turn into months of grinding to then try and attempt oni <laughs> so yeah, as a I counterpoint to how gino's been playing i've been taking a lot more casual um in the later stages of the campaign i think i'm up to 61 skulls now i've got like two skulls today fairly easily because i haven't been doing the campaign i've just been playing pvp and messing around with different builds things like that just having more fun in the game and just logging in every day and completing the daily missions to get my rewards so there is definitely that way to play as well where it's more casual you just pick it up have some fun mess around a bit you know, you don't oh, have yeah. to, you know, slam yourself in your head into the wall nah. continuously in this game. Like, nah, you... there is multiple ways to play it. When you get access, just play how you want to. It's a slow burn game. Like, you know, you can play, play it for months and months and months. And eventually you'll catch up to people that play PvP 16 hours a day to grind. Yeah, like, this is the thing about this game. There's nothing stopping you from getting level 7 in PvP. Like, pretty much in the first month. There's nothing really stopping you. PvE is... Even though it's such a core piece of the game, it's not the main part of the game, if you get what I mean, because eventually it will be PvP. Obviously, there's going to be raiding and stuff like that, but I just think that 
PvP is really accessible to everyone who just jumps in in the first two weeks. Um, and with matchmaking coming in, you can play that all day. The next thing you know, you're, you, some of your units are two or three levels higher than what the bosses are, if you take your time, which is much more ideal for the majority of players it's just to take your time like you don't have to rush and race and do stuff like that like you don't have to like for me it's just what i do you know like i just i just do that like i i remember someone mentioned in the previous podcast that they made like what like 10 to 30 characters in wow and sometimes it's like five priests on different servers like like and when you think about it like why don't you just you, move your character mm -hmm. but they won't but they'll just do it again because they know it's it's just a quick quick process they, they they're willing to sacrifice one week to just level a character yeah that was in our, the same thing our very first podcast i remember yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly this is the same thing like you don't have to like you don't have to rush this game like i really want to do more pvp it's just that right now the pvp it's not the greatest and there's no achievement in pvp right now there's you know it's it's more of a chore at this moment gino so on the rend fight at the end there when you finally beat it how many uh chairs did you murder to beat rend oh god <laughs> this is probably the, this is i i said i wasn't gonna swear but every time i think about it <laughs> it fucking does my head in i swear <laughs> rend's fight was the one that tilted me the most because after i streamed it just I couldn't play the game. I couldn't even look at my phone. I couldn't play the game. I didn't want to play the game. I just, it, it, it was the only fight that made me go, I need to take a break. This is the first time I need to take a break from the game. And I spent the whole weekend PVPing. Like, I just did not want to look at Rend. I didn't want to hear his name. I didn't want to see other PVPers play Rend. I didn't want anything to do with Rend. <laughs> I just hated the name in the end. I, I go, you know what? Anyone who plays Rend is a piece of shit. <laughs> like, it, it got to a point where it was like, I don't know what's worse, red or the four gold cost arcade blast. I was like, <laughs> like what would I rather look at right now? And then eventually I went back to red. <laughs> is that, is that Ren's Ren's face you were visualizing when you were punching the chair? <laughs> oh, 100%. Like, I was, like, the funniest thing is, is that me and my brother back in the day, like every time, every time me and my brother would actually play co-op in a game and we beat something that was hard, we would get up and actually fight each other like <laughs> like in, in 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 victory we get up and we start punching each other shove each other and then we put each other in headlocks and all of a sudden we're just like wrestling for like 30 minutes and then we decide to play the next stage <laughs> so we come from a little bit of a violent history yeah i've got a follow-up question gino do you have a po box so maybe um someone can send you a little brand figurine to remind you uh, oh my god no i don't have a po box like <laughs> i'm have it sitting rend. there next to you ptsd every time you look at it i'm sick of rend i'm honestly sick of rend and the worst thing too is that in pvp it's it's, it's always going to be the same rend build forever it's always going to be harpies drake gargoyle and whelps it, you're always going to see them you're never going to see anything different and it's, that's going to that's what's going to make it worse it's going to remind you of the pve fight even though there's barely any air units, you, you just know there are two versions of Rend. PvE Rend, which is excessive amounts of ground units, versus PvP, the excessive amounts of air units. <laughs> so Rend has covered all bases in this game to piss anyone off. Perfectly balanced. <laughs> is there any other funny moments you want to talk about? Any other funny moments? 
Oh man, apart from having like these aggressive victories that, that I'll call them, like when I just get up and start flexing or, you know, whatever, or just punching chairs, I, I was definitely very close to throwing my phone like that. But oh no. I was like, oh, it was, oh trust me, it was, it was about to happen. I, I kept thinking about it, but then I was like, damn it, that's my only phone. I was like, I'm not going to do that. But the other funny moments is, I wouldn't say funny, but I love seeing our other guild members in PvP. And it's so unexpected because you go in there, you think you're about to fight a bot, and then you start you see your guild member's name there in the PvP. You go, oh, oh, here you go. Time to time to mess this person <laughs> up, man. It's, like, it's, it's time to ruin it, and I'll start laughing. And then if they beat me with the cheese strat, I don't really like. I start laughing. I, I find it funny and all that. But um, yeah. But versing in my own the guild members is always going to be a funny time. Like sometimes I'll just show off a really BS build, you know what I mean, and just go in there. Showing that the four G, uh, the the four gold cost is not the only thing that's B, that's BS. The core hounds are BS. <laughs> like you guys haven't seen these ones yet, <laughs> and that's the stuff that makes me laugh and, and that I find funny in the game. Did you fight Go uh, Gora a few times already? Oh, I did. I mauled him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I think I think he's won a few matches. I can't remember. Like I can't remember. Do, exactly do you remember? Who. Did you uh, remember when we did the sync drops for testing out my Unbound build? Oh yes, and he absolutely yes. No, he uh, yeah. Yeah, I and he, after that. about five Maybe. matches, you managed to come up with a counter. So I played um, a full yeah. team of Unbound minis. So everything I could just drop straight onto his main base to kill it. Yeah, exactly. And, and it got to a point where it was like. I remembered the build and then I kept thinking to myself, go, I'm so sure I've like because I because I've encountered that build so many times in PvP, I was sitting there going, I'm pretty sure I'm missing one unit. And it was only one unit that made the difference to stop that from happening. But it, it, but, it, the, it but it becomes a race against time though. For yeah. both players. And the the last match though did turn out to be um neck and neck. I think it might like it was within a few mm. percent on core health. Yeah, it was literally, crazy. I, like, I was five percent HP and then you went to zero. It was very close, but it it's it's all calculation it's all okay like you look at the speed of the hp of your barracks going down and you have to calculate in your mind how fast your units can take their barracks down so it's 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 a lot of uh, math in secret you know so yeah it's oh no it's 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 strange pvp right now <laughs> so gino i remember uh, about two months ago your very first stream that you were kind of caught uh, with your pants down with the information that you got better and you were trying to set up something just to get a stream going and you didn't have battery on your phone i still remember all these things why did you sign up for the game was it just because it's inside the warcraft universe or did you come from did you play games similar to arclight rumble this kind of strategy games like clash royale what made you sign sign up for the beta in this game well it's because it's warcraft and i've played warcraft ever since uh 1996 from warcraft 2 warcraft 2 was the first one i played and i played it religiously i played campaigns i built my own maps in warcraft 2 that was before i jumped on the internet with and found out that there was BattleNet. when i first found out about that i was like oh i get to reverse other players then they get then i absolutely got ripped there too like i didn't win one single battle when i was a kid <laughs> but um no, I just really loved it, man. Like, I loved uh, the fantasy behind it, you know, especially seeing the Warcraft 2 packaging for the first time when you're a kid, the big box. Like, you see the uh, pirate orc and the uh, 
a character that looks a lot like Admiral Proudmore, which is which it's not. I th- it, it could be like I, you know, who knows? But no, I just really loved that game. Like I really, really loved it. And then it made me, I think, a year later, I bought Warcraft One to really know what the story was. And that was when I was just a kid. Like I really wanted to know what the story was really about. And then, yeah, I just I I I can't believe it. I've been playing Warcraft like for pretty much the entirety of my life. <laughs> When I think about it, I'm like, Jesus, I've been following this story for more than 20 years. <laughs> so <laughs> and now I get to play another one, yeah. It is visible at times, your knowledge about the Warcraft universe. It, it's it's easy to see sometimes the in some of the things you say. I just say, these are some blasts from the past, man. You you already, you mentioned Bobsy and you mentioned Warcraft 2. Like, God, yeah. this is some good stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, this is literally like... I'm so I collect video games too. I don't collect the boxes, um, but I have a few rare like Super Nintendo games. I have Diablo on PlayStation One, StarCraft '64, you know, Captain Commando. I have like uh, I'm I'm just missing Warcraft Two for PlayStation One. Even though I'm not really gonna play it on bloody PlayStation, I'll rather play it on PC. But I just I need it. Like I need I. I need them. I need them to be in a safe because it's history. It's it's gaming history, man. Like it's 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 very pivotal. Like you got to remember, gaming has not been around for a long time. Is it like video gaming? It hasn't been around for a long time in in all of history. So, like, when was the first video game technically like you know apart from like 1960s and uh, out of like old war machines? I would say like the 1970s was coming around, and then we started getting video games. So. It's only been 50 years, really, roughly 50 years, like, and, and look where we are now, like, and how we're playing video games, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's very young. I think the first thing considered esports was like in 1970-something in Stanford University, and the price for that uh, competition was an um, annual subscription to the Rolling Stone magazine. <laughs> Let's wow. go! Amazing, man, that's, that's exactly what I want. Imagine you got like a subscription, like from it wouldn't be for. <laughs> imagine you played ArcLight and uh, you got the world first, and your subscription was for Diablo. Like, you know, oh, you get to get like a Diablo magazine. Like, oh, great, that's something I yeah. don't want. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks, Blizzard. Yeah, <laughs> and how do you think War will appeal to other players from different genres of games, uh, like MMOs, even like Hearthstone, and other mobile games? quite different from how war plays you know like say candy crush or something like that well the best thing about this game is that it has the foundations already without being spoken of like hearthstone is already on mobile right you can just you can download it uh clash royale has such a big player base a massive massive player base in the millions uh even if they're casual this gives a lot of casual players the fresh restart on this type of gameplay like a tower offense tower defense type game um and tower defense games are very very popular like like we're still talking about millions of players we're not talking about a few like there are people that do travel to work and like while they're traveling traveling to work public transport or whether they're taking a break they people have time to spare to have a three minute match five minute match maybe 20 minute session like in a break and that's the thing, like Hearthstone matches go for like, like if, if it's a battleground, sometimes it's like anything between 10, 15 minutes to like 40 minutes, depending on the BGs. If it's just a straight up match, 
it, that depends too. That, that that could also be like five to like fifteen minutes to twenty thirty onwards. So the way that this appeals is that the foundations are already there. They have the law behind it. They have the the story is there. A player base that does exist, but not with this game yet. But on the Google Market, on the Google Play Store, sorry. The first thing that will come up as recommended is something that already ties into Clash Royale and any tower defense game. And the first thing that they're going to see, because Blizzard has billions and millions of millions and billions of dollars, the first thing they're going to see in the ad is Arclight Rumble. Go, oh, this game is recommended, Arclight Rumble, and they don't have to do as much, you know, like to for for marketing in terms of like on the app stores. Everyone gets like, if you've subscribed to WoW once before, if you have a Battle.net account, you're going to get emails. You're going to get emails about every game that comes out, no matter what, by them and from them. So how does this appeal to everyone? The fact that it is a mobile game and the fact that also that Diablo sort of went sideways, this is Warcraft. It's the name, Warcraft, right? This is majority, like I said, like I've been playing it for my entire life. This is, this is people's lives. Literally, the foundations are all there, and how the way is going to appeal to everyone is that it's easy to pick up, it's easy to download, it's only one gig. Uh, every and the the worst thing to, I can't believe I'm saying this. Everybody has a phone. Nearly everybody has a phone. If you don't have a you phone, you're it. gonna have blue stacks, right? Yeah, exactly. You're gonna have blue stacks if you don't have a phone, and you will play the game. People keep saying, I keep seeing it all the time. Oh, I'm not gonna, you know, if if there's no announcements, I'm not gonna play the game. I guarantee you, they don't have to say anything for three years. As soon as they say the game's out in one week, you're definitely playing. They know their they know their player base. They will play. Same thing with Dragonflight right now. People saying, oh, don't pre-order, don't do this, don't do that because you don't know what the game's gonna be like. You don't know what the alpha is gonna be like. Blah blah blah. And but, but what's happening? People buy it. Look at me. I just dropped fifty odd dollars into the bloody game too. Like oh, like. I guess I'm an idiot as well sometimes when I think about it too. So like, <laughs> I didn't do that for Clash. I didn't put one single dollar for Clash, but I did it for Warcraft. Why? Because it's a huge investment in my life of the story and and so on. And I get to play, you know, just another version of it. You know, it, it definitely appeals to everyone. There's the PvP competition, competitive nature to it, and then there's the casual PVE nature to it. It definitely appeals to everyone and and all ages too probably put you on the spot with a question like this but if this game at the current state that it is if it wasn't in the warcraft universe would you touch this game would you see yourself playing this game at all in terms of the fun it provides if it was not connected with the something that so, emo emotionally means so much to you yeah so let's say if, the, if it was just called arclight rumble it had nothing to do with warcraft most likely no like that would be like a 90% no I wouldn't I just wouldn't play it the only reason why I'll download it is because there'll be another game that's fresh on my phone and uh it, you know if if I'm traveling somewhere like hopping on a flight or doing something you know just traveling somewhere I might play it for a bit but not not more than like a day <laughs> yeah like I find it hard that because because Clash Royale already exists like you wouldn't want another thing that would looks resembling like that game but the fact that it's been slapped with Warcraft, the the title Warcraft, it it's much more appealing. It's the appeal factor is beyond a hundred percent. Like it's just it's yeah. Like it needs to have that name. It needs to be tied into those characters. I don't see it working for an, any fresh new idea. Technically, this idea is not fresh. This is an old idea. They're just using the Warcraft name and the Warcraft characters to create a game that has that's already been done before. It's just it's warcraft yeah i agree with you yeah. 
So Gino, with all the people watching your stream, I can imagine you've seen some feedback from the community you maybe don't agree with. Anything that stands out? I guess it's the perception of the fact that it's a mobile game, and strictly a mobile game. I'm not sure if it's going to come to PC. I don't think it will. Um, if they do, great. If they don't, then it's like, whatever. It's not going to harm anyone. It's not going to, you know, it's not going to kill the game. The feedback is because it's the name mobile. Mobile game. If they said it was a console game, then, P then PC Master Race fanatics will be like, oh, it's not even worth my time. And, and then if it was the other way around, then, you know, it's people on console will say the exact same thing about PC players. Like, this is, this is all ancient history, even though it's 50 years ago and like 40 years ago but this is the same thing as nintendo versus sega this is the same thing as console versus pc this is the same thing as mac versus pc now we're just including the phone into all this like is now it's like oh mobile game versus pc gaming oh it's, it, overall if you're having fun you're having fun that's what most like technically like a lot of people will see it that way if you're having fun you're having fun doesn't matter what it is a like console pc it doesn't matter it's just that there are people that want it to be a very specific way to them because Warcraft has been technically PC-based majority of the time, unless that one occasion on PlayStation 1. But did Warcraft 2 harm uh, PC gaming on, from PlayStation 1? It didn't. Same game. And it didn't affect it whatsoever. So I think it's just the name mobile. And mobile gaming has had such a bad rap because of the pay-to-win aspect to a lot of games. Like, it's... like. A, I'll say nearly every game like that that's a mobile game is pretty much pay to win in some way even if it's offline for some reason they're making you buy other crap but um I would say that it's literally the name just mobile gaming it's the title mobile gaming is such a very scary word because you it just means money 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 thousands of dollars disregard to the fans no fan service uh heaps of disrespect like both ways from like uh company to uh to customer customer to company it's it, like that's why bad reviews will be given no like i guarantee you this game will probably be like a three out of five star on the store when it comes out because there'll be people that will give it zero or my, half or one star just because they didn't like the fact that it's a mobile game and that's you know it will be misleading because i do believe at best without knowing what the rest of the game looks like in terms of rating i think at best this is like a four star game for a mobile game that you don't have to pay for, by the way. And take it from me, even though I just said I paid like 50 odd dollars, I did it because I actually know I'm actually gonna be playing the game. Uh, and from my streams, I didn't put any money into it until I was halfway, I was 30 skulls before I actually bought the Brewster. And I regretted buying the Brewster in the middle because I should have done it earlier. But I, I didn't know, it's the beta. Like, I don't know if the game was gonna be good in the first, you know, two weeks of its lifespan so far, so. I've been playing it for two months straight now, and I know that it's a good game. Some people have this argument about pay to win that if you're paying for something for experience, that's paying to progress and paying to advance, which equals pay to win. Sure, like you can say that, but that's PVE, that's not PvP. Like you can't pay to win in PvP in this game at all. Uh, there's nothing you can buy to advance you in PvP at all. Like maybe units, but just because you had access to units quicker doesn't mean that you're going to be the best PvPer. It, it might not work you might actually you might buy a unit that you think is going to work and then in pvp it sucks and then you go oh well that was worth five bucks <laughs> did you win <laughs> no <laughs> you, you lost you lost five bucks that's what happened <laughs> but it's just a misconception of the, the name mobile gaming you know and i'm not hey. even a mobile gamer 
but yeah. do, do you think Blizzard themselves has maybe ducked themselves into a bit of a grave with their, let's say, previous mobile game they released? Because they really tested the boundaries on that one. Well, the thing is, though, that was a different, um, I'm not going to say different company, but it was a completely new team. And But they knew what they were doing, right? They definitely knew what they were doing. They knew what they wanted to oh, achieve. Oh, of course. And here's the thing, man. Like, I think Asmongold says it best, man. They anchored mobile gaming. They showed you what was the worst while making millions of dollars. They showed you how bad a game can get to make you appreciate what you already have. And then it's going to get to a point where you now start accepting mediocre gameplay. But the thing is, though, I guess that ties into what was what the question was before, uh, previously, was the, the misconception. Like, you know, pretty much mobile gaming has a bad rap and it, it and it always will be in the future too but the thing is though the same thing is happening to pc games and also console games the exact same thing is happening loot boxes you know season passes uh and see you know what the funniest thing is what there's no difference between warzone and warcraft arclight rumble and clash royale there's no difference if you can explain what the difference is apart from fps mobile gaming rts there's it's, it's the same thing there are still seasonal passes there are still uh, loot boxes, and there are still, like, you know, but in Warzone, are any of the loot boxes going to make you a better player? No. In Clash Royale, are they going to make you a better player? No. Like, they're, just, they're not going to make you better players. They're just, like, I think the right term is predatory. Like, because, like, with, with DI recently, it's it, they had all the mechanics of pay-to-win in that game. All the, All of them. Don't miss out. That's 800% you're missing out. Don't miss out. That's 550 percent uh, you're missing out on. The difference is Arclight Rumble. They're not telling me that I'm missing out. Not once. They they give you a limited time to decide if you want to buy a uh, a bundle, but you don't have to do it. I skipped every bundle except for the very last one, right? And you know, I I, I could have bought every one of them, but I didn't need it. And then it got to a point where I would say. Oh man, yeah, it was, it was the same thing as uh, Warzone. Like, I literally have not spent one single dollar in Warzone. I'll still play it the exact same way as everyone else. But yeah, I think just DI was a completely different example, <laughs> um, and that's the fear with every every player. You know, right now that uh, that love Blizzard as a company, they think that now there's another Warcraft. Oh, now that there's another mobile game, it's going to be pay to win because you look at DI, and that was just recent. It's going to harm the game, and I think it sort of did. But once people start realizing that these are two completely different games and two different teams that built these games, they will find out, not quickly, but soon enough, they will find out that Warcraft Arclight Rumble is actually a very decent game, even for free. Uh, since you say you didn't bought packages, like one of them is the Hogger, for example. So if you don't, mm. if you pass on that bundle with the Hogger, when does it become available again for you to actually get this hero? You know what's funny? It's technically immediately. If you pass on that bundle, like as soon as that bundle, that, that as soon as that forty-eight hours is over, literally, there's nothing stopping the grid system from ticking over the next day and it says Chalga or Hogger, right? Like there's nothing stopping it from happening. You just wait two days, you know. It's like I I I have the heroes now. The, the funny thing, I didn't see Chalga for such a long time. I, I saw Hogger like I'm, at least maybe ten times in my shop before I even got him. Yeah, you like you don't have to wait too long. It's just uh, you just gotta buy the right, just just buy the right units. <laughs> get get the units that just just focus on getting the units that you want and just be patient. Like you don't have to pick up everything from that shop. 
that grid system at all. But you will eventually see them, and it, it's pretty much immediately after 48 hours. I guess the value comes from getting it immediately and not having to wait and use the gold on them. Do you get anything yeah. else with the bundle? I haven't actually seen it. Uh, I think it's just EXP and gold. And like, uh, mini that, as well, yeah. I think, wasn't it? So you get, oh, like, yeah. Hogger, a yeah. Beast mini. I think I had Hogger, Murlocs. I think it was the Murlocs, yeah, that's right. So. Uh, some NA EXP. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Like, to me, I, didn't, I just didn't see it was worth it because I was getting gold at such a great rate that I can afford to save up 2,000 gold from doing the campaign and I'll just wait it out. Which I pretty much did with Hogger. Like, I had about 1,000 or 2,000 gold just sitting there um, doing the campaign. And then as soon as I saw Hogger, I took him. And Gino, did you find that, um, that later on, maybe in the last three weeks or so, that you've been getting a lot more leader minis come through the store than normal? Or than before? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Because it's a ratio. Like, how many heroes are there to the actual minis? And also... Like, so what are the other slots? You get the 50 gold EXP tomes for specific units. You also get the chance to get uh, bonus EXP between Uncommon, Rare, and Legendary. And I think Epic is in there too. So, so those fill slots as well. And not every slot is ever going to be full, ever. It, there's always going to be empty slots because you want to sort of move things around at the moment. Like, who knows, in the future, like, those slots, like, every slot might be filled, but... For now, it was just the ratio of minis versus leaders, and the, the odds of getting a leader early on is going to be much more rougher because there are much more minis for you to get first. That's why I kept saying, like, just focus on getting the minis that you want, and then eventually you will get your heroes that you want. I was just thinking, I was asking, because I found that I had a, came to a point where all of a sudden I was getting leaders, like, one or two, every single shop reset. It was crazy. I was just spammed through. I would say, so, so how many heroes did you have like at that time when that was happening? I probably had half of the leaders and half not collected. I did provide some feedback because I was like trying to get Tyrion for ages and he just wasn't coming up. And then like a few weeks later, all of a sudden I was getting spammed with like every single leader and I'm like, well, I only wanted one, which I bought. Tyrion <laughs> finally came up. And then I was seeing like Baron every second time mm. the shop reset. And then like other leaders that I didn't have as well just kept coming up. So... The feedback was that like increase the leader rate that they come through the shop so because leaders are probably the most important thing that you want to get early on i would say yes that would definitely be the important thing because uh, there are five conquest slots eventually it gets to five conquer uh, conquest slots and that's your means to get gold so that is definitely more important than minis but for me i wouldn't have so i would say that i wouldn't have noticed it because if they did change it for me i, I already nearly had everything you know, at the time, I, th I think I was only down to like 16 minis that I had to collect and like five heroes left to, or four heroes to collect. So for me, I thought it was a ratio thing, but yeah, it could have changed. And following on like with the shop sort of questions, uh, what do you think about shop being completely random and there's no bad luck protection currently built into it? So you can see the same mini or leader or talent multiple times without ever seeing like another leader mini or talent come through at all there has been times where i've waited a full week without buying a unit and i think that's only ever happened one week for me the extreme bad luck would be obviously just bad luck i'm not sure if they should change it because i think i mentioned it in my stream some people might get that lucky and get absolutely everything that they want um out of the shop and get very lucky and then the others will have to wait 
or they'll be buying minis that they don't want. I would say that I don't know if it needs to be changed. I have no idea because if it does get changed and we start like for me specifically, it's conflicting because do I would I want it to always be something different, like as if it's cycling through always something different. But, you know, I, th I think it comes down to like, I may not need this specific unit right now, but I do know in the future I might need it. And because now that I know what every boss is like, I, I would say I use 60% of the units. I, I've used 60% of them. For me is that I would prioritize just because I got that bad luck now means that I like I'm sort of not in a race against time yet <laughs> because I know I can speed up the process of leveling that one unit if I really need to, um, which is excessive amounts of PvP. And so actually that's a question that I asked and put in the player feedback in the official unofficial Discord channel. And I did get a reply from one of the developers. They said, short answer is yes, we have plans to improve it, referring to improving the shop and having some form of bad luck protection. So we'll just have to wait and see what they wow. come out with and how they change it. But they do have plans to change it somehow. I reckon what they should do is, this is where it's, it's going to get to a point where Valor, I kept, I, I kept saying it during the stream, Valor is going to become redundant after you've gotten every leader to golden or the leaders that you want to golden you should be just like how you spend valor to uh change your valor slot to a different uh like elemental or air or whatever it's going to be that you want you should be able to spend valor to do a full cycle of the grid it, it shouldn't cost that much uh, but i do believe you should be able to do it for like at least more, like 1500 valor i think that's very fair if you want a full cycle spend valor like don't make people because as soon as you start making people spend money now it becomes gambling and that is a big no-no so and that becomes pay to win essentially like also like in the same subject as pay to win because now you're spending money to to gamble away and just get the units that you want and that's going to be technically a big no-no but i do believe valor should be used to do that to if, if like as a bad luck protection that's and a good not that well. yeah it's, it's it's not a hard thing to get valor it's not hard at all maybe they could do it like the the valor upgrade so every time you reset the store it gets more expensive and then it resets with the 24 yeah. hour store reset yeah no that's that's really good like just like how it resets every sunday maybe the first cycle can be 500 the next one's a thousand and 1500 and like that that's a really great system that's such a great system i like that one like i, I would i would hope that that's what they do but i don't think they would <laughs> who knows they, well, they they might do it i think at like the point where i am at I have all the minis and all the leaders now, and so it's just left talents to collect. Which, so if you look at it, you know, if you buy one mini, you then have three talents, or will, there will be three talents for that mini to collect. So that expands the items or the different things you can get in the shop exponentially. So once you have all the minis unlocked, all of a sudden that's like there's three times as much randomness basically into the shop then. Yeah, pretty much. That's why I kept saying during the stream. Only try and focus on the talents that you that you want to get, and that's most likely only going to be for ten units that you have, because it costs five hundred gold. It's so expensive, and it only gives you one extra level. And I would just rather, if the unit is already good by themselves, for example, like Flame Waker is definitely decent by himself. It doesn't really need anything extra, right? Like technically, it doesn't really need it. The Fire Hammer technically doesn't really need a talent because it's very good right now there's just so many units that don't need talents that you can easily play the game and beat the game without it 
but there are definitely a few units that become greater if they have the talent. So that's what you got to focus on more than anything. I just yeah would not buy every single talent at all. Maybe you should do a, a talent tier list in your channel. Yeah, I think I will. Yeah, yeah, I think some uh, people have definitely requested that. What do I think are the best talents? And for me, I wouldn't put it as best talents. It'll be uh, what is preferable to make, uh, like, you know, to make your builds better. You know, like, that's it. Like, you know, from, I wouldn't say like S tier to F tier. It would be more like what is essential and what is non-essential. And that's it. Like, it'll just be two sides of the list. What is essential and what is not. I guess that is the beautiful thing about war. It's not like one of the talents, like some of them are, but it's not like one of the talents are inherently bad. They're just different. It, it seems like a lot of them like change it up enough to where it's not like totally bad just to have one of them, but there's like difference in what they can do. At least for yep. PvE, that's a good thing. There's probably going to be like a set standard for PvP, I'd imagine. Oh yeah, like a big example and a very basic example was the Batrider. I, I, at the beginning I thought Batrider was not that great until I got the 30% AoE size of his attack. And then I started seeing that it can actually reach the backline when you hit the frontline. Uh, so you hit the tank and majority of the time the backline is getting hit by the flames as well, which now makes it a very good, very, very good unit to use at the cost of two gold. Yeah. yeah, and like another talent that I think changed to mini so there's a mini called whelp eggs and it spawns three eggs on the ground and when the egg is atta attacked it spawns a little whelp and then there's a talent that you can get called rookery so they deploy with one extra egg so now there's four eggs instead of three and when the first egg hatches the rest immediately hatch that was like a big game changer for whelp eggs in my opinion Yes, because now you're increasing your DPS ability. You're going from one getting hit and getting mauled to death by, like, let's say, a, a Dark Spear Troll. A Dark Spear Troll can only ever focus on one unit at a time, but as soon as all four spawn, that Dark Spear Troll is annihilated. So it really changes the game. It changes the strategy. That is a lot more essential than the other talent from the Whelps, which is just uh, cause AoE after hatching, which is terrible aoe so it's not even good damage but what it is good for but this is the thing though what that specific talent is very good for is fighting stealth units so as soon as there's so many stealth units on the field they're eventually going to hit the uh the egg and when they do most likely it's going to reveal the other stealth units around it so defias bandits for example only one defias bandit can hit one egg as soon as that egg spawns and does the talent with the AoE damage, the other one is revealed, which they cannot stun. So the other one cannot stun at all. It's, it's been revealed already. This interview will have a second part, which will be posted in the upcoming days. Hi, I'm Watchy from the Watchy TV Twitch channel, and I listen to the Arclight Inside podcast. Created on the 8th of May 2022, the Guild Prisoners of War is a force in the Arclight Rumble community. We have a solid structure in place, with the roles of Chieftains, Taskmasters, Elders, and Wolf Riders. Our Discord is always active and our members are friendly, competitive, and knowledgeable. We will always challenge ourselves to compete in all content types in the game. If you think you got what it takes to be one of us, apply to our Guild today.
All the information you need is available in this episode or in the general podcast descriptions. We are looking forward to having you with us on the battlefield.